0: Hey, all right, we're live here once again at the Jackie Jones Show here on In Your Head. That's right. So while you're here, give this video a like, subscribe, and hit the bell icon, not the internet icon, but the bell icon, and you'll get all the notifications every time me or me and the OIB are live. It's good times here. Every Tuesday night, In Your Head. Myself and the one-inch biceps. And on here, Wednesday nights following AEW Dynamite, the Jackie Jones Show. Come out here and review AEW. Uh, join the Facebook page. Send in questions. I'll answer them. Or be here in the chat room like the man Urius Tosh. He's always here. He's always prompt. First man to come. The first man to enter and the last man to leave. Urius Tosh. Jackie Jones Hall of Famer. There's in your head Hall of Famers. Urias Tosh is the first Jackie Jones show Hall of Famer. Just announced it here. Groundbreaking episode of the show. So it opens the show. This is the first dynamite following Full Gear. You can listen to our Full Gear review over on In Your Head. I thought uh, I thought Full Gear was amazing. I thought Full Gear was the best um, pay per view. Uh, first pandemic, best pandemic pay-per-view. I thought it was uh great, I really thought it was only one match that I didn't think was uh great was the, um, the Nyla Rose match and I didn't even hate it or anything. I just didn't think it was like, was that good. But uh, anyway, you can, you can uh, go and check that out. A lot of tremendous stuff on that show. So I was really looking forward to this show following the pay-per-view you get, you know, they'll start new feuds, continue uh, storylines that they started. We'll see where it goes. Bam, opens up Taz calling out Darby Allen. Uh, Taz is a curious uh, thing to me because I don't mind him as a manager so much. I'm not a fan of his uh, him on commentary, and when he does commentary, no, I'm just not a fan of it. I think it really takes away from him as as an effective manager because he's kind of calling back to the old ECW Taz. Where he's like the badass, and uh, it's even it's it's, it's kind of a role reversal where in Team Taz the original Team Taz he had all he had all the guys bringing him to the ring, and now he's not the guy wrestling. He's you know the coach. He's the mentor, and so I kind of like that. It's a continuation of the old uh, Taz of ECW, but then he's on commentary and even sometimes even on the promos he does this, but especially in commentary he's real goofball and real silly. And then it it really detracts to me for, uh, when you're trying to take him as like, you know, the serious uh, manager role and I'm fine with comedy and wrestling. Don't get me wrong, but, uh, I think it's weird to have it. So such a contrast there, but anyway, he's calling out Darby Allen, um, who's sitting up in the seats. I like this. I'm a big fan of Darby Allen. I'm glad to see he's the TNT champ now. Uh, I, you know, I know people get mad at the, he deserves it chance and stuff like that, but I think he deserves it and it's warranted because he's very over. I don't, I do agree. Like you don't put a belt on somebody just cause like they're a good guy or something like, Hey, we does, he deserves something like that. But I, to me, someone deserves it as if like they've gotten over and the crowd wants to see them there. So it's just a little, uh, you don't want to put a belt on a gu- uh, guy, uh, just because they're a good dude. But anyway. Darby Allen up in the seats. Uh, Brian Cage. So they call out. Uh, they say he's going to fight Matt Sydal. Um, this is a standalone match. I w- I would say it was it was good. Uh, the problem with it to me is you're building up to uh, Brian Cage uh, going for the title against Darby Allen, and this match is really to show that Brian Cage is a monster will destroy a, a smaller, high-flying guy? And they had a really competitive match where Matt Seidel had a lot of offense. Which in a match by itself, in a vacuum, is totally fine. Or if this was a feud, it would be totally fine. But and I like Seidel, but really in this match, he's the afterthought. It's all about Brian Cage to get him uh, to the match with. Um, I mean, not ready for him, but you establish him as this you know unbeatable monster. Uh, for when he fights um, Darby Allen for the title, and Darby Allen's the ultimate underdog. So to have him in a competitive match with a smaller guy, I don't really understand uh, the benefit there. Um, I'm not as big on Cage as a lot of people are. I definitely don't think he's terrible or should be fired or anything like that, but he is very green. Um, when he's fighting a smaller guy, it definitely works better. Uh, when, he, when he fought Hobbs, I thought it was pretty bad. Uh, I actually think he's a guy that should do a little less and not because I think, you know, he takes too many bumps or anything, but I think he's very athletic, but he does, he tries to do a lot of stuff he's not particularly good at. And I think he'd be better if he worked a little bit more like Wardlow, like he could do some of the more athletic stuff, but Wardlow, uh, I think wrestles more as the traditional big guy and Cage wrestles, you know, as a big guy is trying to do a little guy's moves and it doesn't always work for me. But um I mean, he looks cool. He looks cool. He doesn't have a, like, he has a presence standing there, but a lot of times when Taz is, like, cutting a promo, he just makes kind of goofy faces. He's just a really green guy. And again, I'm not saying he sucks by any means, but he does, uh, he needs to work on a lot of stuff. He's not really, re- I know people are saying, like, they should have put the title on him, but I, I, he's not ready for that. Um, it wasn't, um, so the match was fine. You could really see Cage also talking, you know, either calling spots or, you know, talking about the spots throughout the match. Uh, that kind of thing bothers me. It takes you out of the match. Um, but the finish was awesome. So he was, um, Seidel was like kind of going for like the blockbuster, you know, kind of like um, uh, Buff Bagwell used to. That's what he looked like where he's kind of jumping off the rope. You know, and he's kind of going to give him like this. And uh, he, Cage, well, this should be Cage. Brock Lesnar. Cage just catches him in midair in a vertical suplex like uh, position. That was pretty impressive. That was pretty awesome. So uh, a lot, of, there's a lot of benefits to Cage. Don't get me wrong, but um. So anyway, uh, then Ricky Starks uh, after the match uh, starts talking, cutting the promo. I don't know what to think of Ricky Starks. Part of me likes him, and part of me is annoyed by him, but. But uh, he's a heel, so maybe that, that's a positive. Um, so then Cody Rhodes comes out, uh, big entrance, coming off kind of a really like a heel, which then leads into uh, almost a thing where it seems like he's going to be the baby face, which is a little peculiar. But uh, So this woman comes out, and I don't have the foggiest idea who she is. I don't know if I'm supposed to know. Even after I've seen everything, I don't know if I'm supposed to know. Do people know this woman from any – is she re- connected to Shaq somewhere? Is she, that his girlfriend, his wife? I don't have the foggiest idea. I think her name was Jamie Cardio or Jane Cardio. I don't know. I, I, they, didn't, they didn't repeat her name. I don't know who she is. And uh, now she looks great, obviously. Uh, you know, awesome condition, really you know, hot, but uh, horrible promo. Really just terrible talker. Um, she had the shit bomb and then she kept making these references to giant killer. And I, again, I was lost. I didn't know where this was going. Um, I think, I think they assume people knew on some level who she was. I didn't know. Uh, I think you should have got to the punchline sooner of who she's talking about. Cause I had no idea And leading up to it. I was just confused. So, uh, I kept going about him being the giant killer and then it's a uh, shack shack, which, I mean, that is a huge deal uh, for AEW to bring in Shaq. Uh, Cody Rhodes or Shaq? Um, have they really established Cody, though, as the Giant Killer? I know he'd be Brody Lee. Uh, but anyway, I'm, I'm good with this as a potential feud. I think they could have found a better mouthpiece for uh, for uh, Shaq for sure. I have no idea who this woman is. The, um, oh, and Brandy, who I'm normally not a fan of is on promos. Um she actually this was I think it was Brandy's best promo. She came out just really mad, the you know, calling her a bitch. And this was this was good stuff uh with Brandy. And I don't say it often, but Brandy was a good promo. She stand up for man, Cody. Um this led to uh Team Taz and coming back out, Darby Allen coming in. So this is really a long segment of uh of interaction of promos, which I kind of like though. It's got it gives a flow to the show. Um, Darby Allen has a thumbtack jacket on, which I'm sure, you know, Jim Cornette will have a, uh, will go insane about Bo's brains out, but I thought it was pretty sweet, honestly. I'm a huge Darby Allen fan, so that was cool. Uh, then Big Will Hobbs, who he took his sweet old time getting up there, Big Will Hobbs. So, uh, in a way the baby faces have three guys there. So, uh, unless Taz is going to wrestle in the six man, I don't know. Uh, next up, uh, to me was the match of the night. Uh, better, better to me than the main event, which, you know, uh, maybe I'll be in the minority. I have no idea, but, uh, bunkhouse match, uh, blade and butcher versus, uh, the nightmare family, uh, or nightmare naturals so uh, Dustin Rhodes and QT Marshall, who has uh, really grown on me. QT Marshall. Uh, he's a good guy and a really good team. Dustin, I think is the best shape. In years, and uh, I think you could have a main event run out of Dustin to be honest. Uh, just a tremendous, just a great, really bloody, um, physical hardcore match. This is the kind of stuff I like. I know Inchman, he it's odd, I didn't think he was anti uh, hardcore. I think I honestly think man, Inchman is kind of a cornet puppet where anything Cornette says he just repeats, but um. I'm half kidding, but the, uh, but I do think there's a lot of that, but uh, yeah, I personally like hardcore matches when they're, when they're done well, uh, people call them garbage matches, but to me, that's uh, only if like the guys have no talent and they're just hitting their themselves with stuff, but if they're talented, I mean, Mick Foley is one of my favorite wrestlers and you know, that's the kind of stuff he did. Um, yeah. Awesome. Lots of great, uh, mo- uh, great, you know, plunder, uh i'll be honest great great blood uh blade just the the crimson mask he had like dark red bright bright red blood look great um they 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 knocked a bunny through the table it was uh just good stuff uh my favorite match of the night and then you had, uh, and it built built well to the finish. And you had uh, QT and, uh, and Dustin uh, get the win. And this, you know, a few they've been building to for a while, uh, building for a while. So yeah, it worked. Um, I think apparently there's some stuff wrong with uh, YouTube, so it might this might shut off. But I'm recording it, so whenever you're watching this, I'm sorry for the live, but it's not just the channel, it's YouTube itself. Um, so then we had the Inner Circle induction ceremony. Uh, their music was pretty awesome when he came out. Are you ready uh, to rock and roll? With me? I don't know if this is a real song or not. I'm not really familiar, but it was a, like a classic. It sounded like a classic '80s metal uh, '80s hair band. I was I was into it. Uh, MJF did a poem for "Proud and Powerful." Apparently they they took he took it uh, from from Drake. I want to say I don't know. I know you're surprised, but I'm not a big uh, hip hop guy. No, I, I like it. Uh, So then, speaking of surprises, surprise birthday party for Jericho. This was fun. I liked it. Uh, They're building, you know, they're building up where Jericho's like, you you guys got to accept MJF. Most of them, besides Hagar, doesn't want MJF in the group. My opinion, I've been saying this ever since they even hinted at it, and I think a lot of people now are saying it. But look back in the archives. Jackie Jones was the first one to say this. It's gonna to lead to MJF is the gonna become the new leader of the inner circle, Jericho Babyface. Jericho Babyface Run gives them all these new matchups. People sing along a lot of new songs, they want to love them. It works. Totally works for me. Uh so uh Young Bucks hit a promo to the new tag champs, by the way. Uh they're gonna wrestle a team called Top Flight. I'm not I'm not familiar with them. I guess they wrestled on Dark. I'm not I don't know a lot about them, but I should keep up with Dark. Um sean spears for scorpio sky i'm actually a fan of both these guys and hey what's going on here uh so i love AEW, but i do think sometimes they'll push certain guys um but then they take them off tv for a while and then you then you don't see them for a bit and uh and then they're back on so unfortunately um so they're kind of like start and stop pushes for both these guys. A lot of times it seems like they're really going uh heavy with Scorpio Sky, and then he's just not showcased at all for a while. And a lot of in the same way with uh Sean Spears, I think to a lesser degree, but well he did have that really hard. So sorry, there's uh some problems here on uh, YouTube. So anyway, uh the Sean Spears match. Sean uh Spears wins when Tully uh throws in the um he throws in like a like a piece of metal and he puts it in the um in the palm of his uh, glove and hits him like this, which uh, they didn't really bring attention to, but it was interesting because he didn't put it as a fist, which um, I think you can punch now in wrestling, so I don't know why you need to do that. But either way, uh, I like it's kind of old-school thing. Um, I was really surprised, though, because I thought Scorpio Sky would win, but they did tease that he also threw it to Scorpio Sky. So I don't – you know, is Scorpio Sky going to eventually – Join with Tully, we'll see. Maybe that could be uh, the group. I could see that working, maybe Scorpio Sky with, um, with Tully. Uh, Kenny Omega, uh, they go back to Dasha, who's supposed to be interviewing Kenny Omega, and uh, apparently he ran off. So uh, Alex Marvez runs him down out in the parking lot and um, talks about uh, their upcoming match. It's matched with uh, for the title with Moxley, uh, and then uh, Red Velvet comes out, and they say they announce her from Yo Mama's Kitchen. No, that's not good for me. But anyway, uh, she's with Brandy versus Ty Conti. Ty Conti, that's not a good name. That's like right out of NXT when they just pick these bizarre names. Um, I thought, well, they did tease at the end. I thought they already joined the Dark Order, but you know they're teasing that they're with the Dark Order. I've gotta be honest, like I don't think this match was like horrible. It wasn't good either, but um they're just like not ready for, for television yet. These both uh should be like um if they had a developmental, maybe keep them on dark till they're ready. It just uh I mean I think both of them have potential to you know to be fine, but uh they boot they both have nice booties. Ty Conti's really nice booty uh inner circle promo uh this was fun um so uh apparently mjf is saying that he did text everyone that they were doing the thing but uh sammy said he only texted them out to the beach so he wasn't there but he still had the ticket for them all to fly to uh, vegas uh i liked um jericho's line about uh, old vegas uh, he's like, uh, you're probably in Old Vegas uh, playing Go Fish with uh, Bill Aptor. He said that to uh, Alex Marvis. I uh, know, to Tony Schiavone, thing. think. Uh, Eddie Kingston uh, promo. Says, he's got, I've got to live with saying I quit, but I'll never stop, and I will be champion. Uh, he looks like a tough guy, amazing promo guy. Looks like a tough guy when he's in street clothes. I love Eddie Kingston but just wrestling street clothes cuz he looks terrible in uh in wrestling gear i mean you could see the big belly and he's not in good shape um but in the street clothes it you it, i would not think he's a like he's got a belly at all so uh, but the the wrestling gear really showcases it um to me personally I have no idea why this was a match uh phoenix versus penta like i understood the first time because it was a tournament i didn't understand what the rematch why there was a rematch like did they, either one get a title like, there was no reason for it. it was just they're having a match because they know they can have a good match and apparently i know Oob uh, said in the in the uh facebook that it did like a, a good buy rating and uh, not buy rating a good uh tv rating But that's not a – that's a good reason to do another match, but you have to have a storyline reason. You can't just – they just have a match for the main event. No, that didn't work for me. But, uh, you know, match-wise, it's good. Um, You know, basically telling the story of Eddie breaking up the brothers. Again, you can tell that story, but there has to be a reason why these guys are fighting, I think. Uh, You should have, you know, promised them something. Something. Um, Because why are they fighting each other? I know he's manipulating them, but – but how did he get them to do it? Like, what was what was their – why would they be fighting each other right now? Um, and then afterwards, he's like, you don't need the dead weight. Both of them are ripping each other's masks off. Uh, you saying you don't need the dead weight, trying to split up the team. Uh, and now came Pac, uh, the bastard. So that was cool. So they're going to do a feud probably to keep uh, Lucha Bros together. Uh, that works for me. My only problem is, though – I would totally reverse uh, the dynamics here because Eddie Eddie Kingston has really gotten him – got over to me as a baby face because he has so much sympathy for him, and you really have the emotion um, knowing that, you know, he's given his whole life to wrestling. He wants to become champion. He's uh, struggled on the Indies. He retired. He came out – you know, he's going to retire. He came out of retirement to continue his dream, now he's finally in the in the big leagues, and then he had to he had to say I quit. There's like real emotion there, total babyface. The fans would be totally behind this guy, I think, if you know when they had the crowds there. Uh, and Pac is a natural heel, so instead of. This was almost a WWE thing to me because, like, they have a guy, to me, that the crowd wants to cheer, and they're going out of their way trying to make the crowd turn on him by him breaking up the the, uh, the Lucha Bros. Instead of doing that, just run with it. They want – you know, he's gotten – all the stuff he said, he's gotten over it as a sympathetic character. Run with that. Pac's a natural heel. Run with that. So, uh, to me, it's just a, they really should flip-flop uh, the baby face and heel there. Uh, besides that I, I, I am uh, into that feud I don't know what happens you know but that's part of the fun of watching wrestling or any any storytelling is you know to f- see where it plays out so uh, I thought it was a good show uh, it's not my wasn't my favorite episode of dynamite um, I love the um, the bunkhouse match uh, I liked a lot of Darby Allen you know uh, build up stuff the uh, the promos terrible with the with um, jane cardio i think her name is that was pitiful um the women's match wasn't very good inner circle stuff was fine sean spears scorpio sky match was good um nothing like blow away or anything uh so real uh i'm not as big probably in the penta phoenix match as a lot of people were uh, are they're probably you know i'm not really into lucha stuff um So, yeah, Bunkhouse uh, match was definitely the highlight for me. Um, Yeah, I'd probably uh, say it didn't live up probably to my expectations, really, after the pay-per-view. But uh, it's still, you know, uh, an enjoyable show. So, anyway, I'll be back next week, talk about AEW Dynamite, see what's going on. Maybe we'll see Shaq next week. And uh, tune in Tuesday for In Your Head. And tomorrow night, Thursday, on Without Your Head – David Howard Thornton, Art the Clown from Terrifier and the upcoming Terrifier 2. All right. I am out of here. Good night, everyone.